Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, we talk about the four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, and health freedom. So today is going to be talking all about finances, maintaining your financial health, and getting to financially independence and financially free. So today we have Claire Hunsecker, and she is a financial advisor and expert, and she's also um, a woman's advocate, which will be of interest to the audience. Um, she's get her MBA from Stanford, and now she's independent, and we're going to talk all about wealth planning, financial security, and uh, go from there. So Claire, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Christopher. Yeah. Uh, I know we had um, connected on PodMatch, and like I said, I'm always interested in the outside view. So tell us how you got started, and we'll go from there. Sure. So I have a long career in business. I actually spent 15 years in uh, high growth startups in Silicon Valley. And, you know, although I love selling security software, it was not my dream. Um, and I made my nut and then I figured out, you know, I have enough of a financial footing to kind of do whatever I want. What do I want to do? And I, um, you know, I view financial independence, not as lying on the beach, drinking my ties, although that sounds exceptional. Um, I view it as being able to use my time, which is my most valuable asset in the ways that I want. And so for me, that means spending time with my very young family. I was an IVF mom and, and, and I'm currently eight months pregnant uh, in my mid forties. So um, family is super important to me at this phase in my life, but also I was raised by a single mom. And so um, I know very up close and personal how important it is for women to have access to, you know, tailored financial information. Not, not everything is the right advice for everyone. We have slightly different situations. So I focus uh, through a business called Ask Flossie on providing um, financial advice and financial planning uh, pro bono to single women and single moms. Um, I also am part of a high net worth household. Uh, so I do all of our financial planning as well as uh, uh, pro bono financial planning for a number of uh, individuals. Um, you know, I love what I do. I went and did all the uh, education and training and passed all the horrific tests to become a certified financial planner. I'm currently a chartered financial consultant and I'm uh, approved to do taxes through the IRS VITA program uh, with an advanced certification. So I, I'm a tax nerd. Um, I also, just one important note, I'll probably talk a little bit about insurance. I don't sell insurance. And I think it's very important for people to know uh, when someone is selling insurance because the commissions can be very high for certain products. Uh, I don't sell anything. So I am uh, very interested more in the math and, and how it can impact a financial plan. Yeah. And um, 
yeah so we'll go into um you know kind of the you know big idea topics um so one is um we talk about um what's going on with the economy and inflation right now uh what can people do sounds like you're you know it's like you know i have clients just like you know their fear of loss is much greater than their fear of gain so tell us what you think <laughs> it's it's an interesting time you know i think for those of us who have been in the market for 20 or 30 years it's uh you know this is not the first time we've seen this kind of or or this magnitude of lunacy it is certainly the first time we've seen this kind of um this like brand of crazy stuff in the economy since the 70s since you know in 40 years <laughs> excuse me but there is um this is a really good testing ground this is why this kind of time is why we have financial plans this is why we do not take the short-term view because if you have a financial plan you're looking at right now going i planned for this the market does this the market does this on average every six and a half years um, it might not do it for the same reasons. It might not do it in exactly the same way, um, but it, it it is baked in and it is actually becoming in our lifetimes, in our investing lifetimes, much more frequent. So it's really important to, you know, frankly, just like lose your login and look away, keep investing, just look away. <laughs> like <laughs> Someone, one of my clients came to me and was like, I feel really bad because I've like lost my login and haven't done anything in two years. I was like, I love you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for not, I mean, the Wall Street Journal yesterday had a, um, an article on how it's been one of the worst years to buy a dip. And, you know, frankly, one of the best things, the most powerful thing in investing is time. And so being able to just look away and write it out is great. Not everybody's in a position to do that. It's terrifying. Um, I think that we will continue to see a lot of choppiness, a lot of scary news headlines until 2024. So, um, and I've been saying that since, you know, May and April and May. Um, and it's not news, right? We, there's only one way out of this uh, recession uh, and this inflation, and it's through higher interest rates. So it's a good time to focus on uh, managing your spending very carefully, building that muscle, uh, thinking about it in a positive way in your life rather than as like a, a scarcity mindset. And I think it's also a really great time to just clobber as much of your um, uh, variable interest rate debt as possible. It's, it is, the, the uh, Chairman Powell has shown that he is not afraid of raising interest rates, uh, which is great. It will help right our economy. Um, and that means that credit card debt's going to get real expensive real fast. And I think it already has for many people, um, similarly adjustable rate mortgages. So it is, it is not the time to be focused on that, um, mortgage you want to take out or the mortgage you had taken out that's at a fixed rate. It is the time to be focused on your credit card, your personal loans, your other stuff that's variable. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite interesting. Yeah, it's it's, it's um definitely interesting times, and you know you talk to one person, they have this view, and um, so it's really good to take a you know look at everything from. Um, what's interesting is that um because you mentioned that you know the the 
the times really it's like we're going to experience more um, recessions uh, market crashes so i like this idea of growing income with side hustles and promotions Tell us i do too I, I think that there's a thing that we often forget about when we're pursuing financial independence, which is that, that, you know, our income is like this fixed number and that we can only work below that line to reduce our spending. And that's frankly just not true. Like the, the most wealthy people we can think of have many income streams and, and you don't build all of those income streams simultaneously overnight, particularly if you are working doctor's hours um, <laughs> or if you have a family, but you know, in, in our life uh, we have built them over five, six, seven, eight, nine years. Um, and I think that it's important to find additional income streams that really matter or that really work for your lifestyle. Right. So I hired a young woman years ago who had a uh, $20,000 Etsy business selling stickers that she made like after work and, and 20 grand a year on a small business tax basis is excellent. It's really, really great. Um, you can do a lot with that money. You can clobber a lot of student loans. You can, uh, you can put away, you could save for a down payment in, you know, a handful of years as a young person. So I think that we, we try to think of like, Oh, what's my great big side hustle. What's your, what's your sticker shop your, your your sticker shop like what is gonna move the needle a little bit and then you can grow into those things so i i firmly believe that and i also believe that for some people this was true for me in my career um pursuing a promotion path and pursuing an aggressive uh uh increase in earnings is also a valid way to spend time it's going to differ for different people based on what their day job looks like right not everybody has upward mobility in their salary at, at work but if you do and it's substantial that's a that's maybe a better thing to you know than than your etsy side hustle or uh you know whatever whatever it is you decide to do in your spare time yeah yeah that's quite interesting um yeah, especially, you know, if you have one income stream that's, you know, let's say 200, 300K and, you know, it gets wiped out because of a pandemic or something, you right. know, um, it's better to have like 10 income streams, you know, providing 20, 30K. Um, so it's a little bit more safer. Um, Absolutely. It's portfolio risk. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's don't put all your eggs in one basket, but it's also like, it gives you an opportunity. I think one of the things that people forget is that like, if you lose a part, any one income stream is much harder to replace that income stream starting from scratch than it is to just kind of goose up three other existing income streams. And so it's my, you know, I've seen this in everything from consulting um, to uh, online businesses, to product businesses, to um, real estate, um, you know, it, there's a different flavor for everybody. Not, not everything is the right fit for everyone, but I, I think you're right. It's, it's all about reducing risk and, and reducing risk is a huge, huge piece of financial independence. Yeah. Um, the other question, uh, is how to prevent a personal financial crisis. <laughs> oh, I mean, look away, but the, um, <laughs> I think that one of the things, and this is kind of why I gave my disclaimer about insurance, is that I think that one of the things that people really underestimate 
And it's particularly important in um, careers that have specialty training like uh, uh, medical professionals um, is insurance. Because during your earning years, you know, you need to count on not just the time that your uh, wealth will grow and creating opportunities for your wealth to grow over many decades, but you also need to generate wealth. And if you lose your ability to do that, either because you die or because you become disabled, um, which is very is is actually more likely for women. Women are more likely to become disabled not because of pregnancy or um, anything related to our lady plumbing, but because of things like rheumatoid arthritis, which we have a higher predilection for, and certain cancers. So it's it tends to be things like sickness, which you don't see coming, heart disease as well. So um, disability insurance is really important during the earning years. It's there's there are specialty lines for. Um, medical doctors, which I'm sure you have heard about um, from other guests, but the, I think having a, a little bit of protection in terms of really doing the math on your disability um, is important. You can usually insure up to about 70%. And um, the, the devil on disability policies is in the details. So you kind of have to sit down and think, what is this cover? Does this cover enough? And what will I do? And do I need to supplement? It can be a little bit expensive, but for high high earners who um, also have high mortgages or who are paying off high student loan debts, uh, you know, disability doesn't always go away. You know, disability does not magically make that debt go away. And so it can be very important to protect your ability to stay in your home, your ability to maintain uh, uh, your, uh, like, your ability to maintain your credit because you don't want to have to declare bankruptcy. Um, and I also think life insurance is very important and specifically, unless you are Beyonce rich, uh, term life insurance. I think there are a few vehicles for people who are later in their careers um, who have you know, more than $22 million as a household, as a married household right now. Um, where life in, like uh, universal life might make sense from a uh, from a like estate tax prevention policy, that's kind of it. And you have to have a lot of money to make that worthwhile. Um, and that's typically done with like a lawyer and a financial planner and the people you've got engaged to deal with twenty two million dollars of an estate. Um, but for the rest of us even for very high net worth individuals, a little bit of term is great. I was just having a conversation with someone this morning who'd asked me, you know, we have investments and we had always thought of that as the like wealth that we would pass on to our kids if we died. And I was like, that's great. But if you died in 2008, you might not want to like fire sell those right away. You might want to have enough term to cover like a couple of years so that the executor or the kids themselves can make that decision and protect the wealth. But I also think that like one of the biggest pieces that people miss is uh, the emergency fund. Um, so I know I've been harping on this one for like five minutes, but I do think financial security fundamentally comes down to when you take a hit, you can absorb the hit. And the emergency fund is what allows you to do that. So there's this myth that it's like, you need three to six months. Well, it takes on average, particularly for women, four and a half months to find a new job. 
And then it takes you another month to get paid. So you need six months and you need to be able to protect things like your medical insurance um, or uh, your um, uh, mortgage payments or all of these, and particularly your childcare, which is, you know, for a lot of families, the number one or number two line item um, in their expenses. So, you know, we think, oh, you know, I'm not working, childcare will go away. Well, I have a toddler running around downstairs and I can tell you, you can't interview with a screeching kid. I mean, I know that there's occasionally TikTokers who do it, but no. Um, and so protecting that income is, or, or protecting your ability to manage transitions like that or, or medical crises, which happen. You know, young people do get cancer. Uh, young people do get into car accidents. They can be devastating and they can devastate your ability to gain income. Yeah. Yeah, these are all really interesting. And I, I know um, we're coming towards the end of this and, you know, especially you work with um, uh, females and especially, um, so tell us, I guess, you know, females, you know, especially financial security and divorce and what, mm -hmm. they, what they, how, I guess, how do they set financial goals differently? Yeah, I think there are a couple of features. So one, you know, hearkening back to disability, women are more likely to become disabled during their working years. And so it's, it's very important to have that insurance and make sure that insurance is gonna work for you. Also, women are less likely to collect on social security. They're less likely to have access to qualified retirement funds um, because they make different decisions throughout their careers with regard to supporting family. Um, and because sometimes those decisions are foisted upon them. Um, you know, 80% of women or 80% of single parents are female. And, 70% of them do not see child support. So it's really important for women as they look over the arc of their lives to think about protecting downside risk more aggressively than a guy would because they're more likely to have, to be the sole like holder of dependence, whether that's their parents or their kids. They're uh, more likely to become disabled and they're more likely to have lower incomes and fewer savings opportunities. So you have to take everything uh, that's like standard financial advice and kind of oomph it. And then, you know, you really, really, if you ever go through a divorce, have to replan very carefully because it, it, is, a, uh, it is a major financial risk for women. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very fascinating um, discussion about, you know, troubling times and economic uncertainty, risk, and uh, hedging with insurance and proper planning. Uh, how can people find you, follow you, connect with you? Sure. I'm at Ask Flossy. I blog pretty aggressively on um, <laughs> these topics. Uh, I'm Ask Flossy on uh, Instagram where I'm pretty active. And uh, I'm Claire at Ask Flossy. If anybody ever has a question, I'm always happy to, to hear from people. I take a lot of random calls. Um, you know, I will say that uh, the one thing I want to flag is that open enrollment is coming up very soon. So we want to make sure that everybody's looking really carefully at the math because the best place to get benefits um, if you are employed in a nine to five is through your employer. They get rates that the rest of us do not have access to. Yeah. And for the audience out there, um, Claire's resources will be in the links in the show notes. It's askflossy, like the floss and .com. And um, thanks so much for coming onto the show and we look forward to hearing about your future success. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Christopher.